Welcome to the Get Emergent podcast, where we discuss leadership concepts and best practices. We like to provide ideas, concepts, and pragmatic experiments to help you develop as a leader. I'm Bill Berthel. And I'm Ralph Simone. So Ralph, we've got a great topic for this podcast. Our business partner, Kathy Gaynor, who happens to not watch the great show of Ted Lasso that you and I are big fans of. Big fan. um, I, I think she watches it vicariously through us, which, <laughs> which is one way to consume a TV show. But uh, Kathy found this great list, I think on a website on the internet somewhere, of, of these 12 leadership lessons of you know Ted Lasso wisdom that we'd like to talk about this morning. Absolutely. I got to be uh, transparent here. I was a reluctant viewer initially. Oh, me too. That's interesting. I had seen a couple of the commercials and I thought, yep. this is corny. Yeah, and, goofy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I had heard from enough people I respected that you got to watch this show. And, Same. and then once I started watching it, I was hooked. And, you know, I've used various lines from Ted Lasso. So this list, I think, is really powerful. And we may or may not get through the whole list, but we ought to start with the first one, which I think is a tenant for what we do in our coaching business. Believe in yourself. Yeah. The importance of that when you're leading people, right? Believe in yourself. Absolutely. Right. That's a piece of credibility in your leadership. If you don't believe in yourself, it's going to be hard to follow that individual as a leader. So there's credibility there. There's also that realistic optimism that I can do this, we can do this, being rooted in reality, but moving it towards positive progression in the work. That uh, starts with believing in yourself. The belief causes you to take action, yeah. it encourages you to experiment, it encourages you to practice. I think it builds resilience. And in the show, they have the the sign believe. It's right? huge. It's, it's yeah. Over his office. And, you know, Napoleon Hill said what the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve. You know, helping people to believe in their potential, in their goals, in their dreams, and then supporting them. And I, and I think one of the things I like about the show is how supportive he is in this kind of folksy way of people continuing, you know, to believe in themselves. Well, it's not on the list, but as a coach, he empowers people to believe in themselves and he believes in others, which is really endearing in his character. And certainly as a leader, if our listeners don't watch that show, as the episodes continue, at least for me, his folksiness and corniness starts to become really endearing qualities. I start to fall in love with the guy. And the second piece on the list is a perfect Ted Lasso-ism Doing the right thing is never the wrong thing. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's interesting to me, right, that the right thing is the right thing regardless. And, <laughs> and if you have to ask about it, it means you probably have some doubts about the choices. You know, doing the, the right thing can be giving feedback, right, giving performance feedback. It could be not saying something. Right? Yeah. It could yeah. be offering some encouragement when you see someone needs it. Right. Uh, I'm always re remember the, you know, the story. This was a football, American football, not the soccer football that we talk about in the Ted Lasso show. If a halfback or fullback drops the ball, a lineman, an offensive lineman wouldn't not pick it up and say, well, he dropped it. Right. The right mm. thing is to pick up the ball yeah. regardless of who caused the problem. And uh, I think a lot of leadership is about doing the right thing. It's principle centered. It's absolutely 
listening to our conscience. It's considering what is best for all, right? It's kind of replacing selfishness with selflessness. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's modeling that, right? It's it's leading through your behaviors and leading through those examples as well for your team. I think of it as a touchstone, but that sign that Ted Lasso puts over the doorway as a, an important reminder in the belief piece, it's modeling the behaviors of doing the right things as well. Perfect. Number three, I think is really fitting for the work we do in leadership development coaching. All people are different people, right? One size fits one. One size fits one. That's it. With the tendency to stereotype or the tendency to categorize so we can make meaning of individuals, there's some value in that. However, we miss what each individual can contribute to their authentic talents or their authentic contribution if we're not seeing each individual as they are. And something I love about what we do, our team, is that we meet people where they are. That's what this says to me. Leaders need to meet people where they are. Yeah. Yeah. And help them, right, create that space instead of trying to figure it out. Yeah. Allow it to unfold. And I think he's brilliant with that in the show, and which leads to number four, see good in others. Mm-hmm. You know, we're so quick to judge. We're so quick to try and figure things out. And I think this idea of people are either doing one of two things. They're either helping or they're asking for help. Mm-hmm. And I think if we can see the good in them, that's what we'll hear in any of their requests or cries for help. We'll hear that. So I think Ted is sometimes challenged. His character is sometimes challenged in this place, but he really models this. And then he's questioned by people around him. He sees good in so many things. It almost seems unreal at times. There's examples where he's really stepping up and turning the other cheek or embracing his quote unquote nemesis or enemy. Yeah. Yeah. And, but energetically, you know, we think about it energetically, he's operating at a much higher level of energy, which allows us to be more creative. I was thinking about a, a line from another a movie I watched recently. It was SFT, see, feel, trust. And I think mm. when we see the good in people, kind of feel that good and trust that they can step further into their potential or greatness. One of the things, you know, when I sit there and I know it's just a TV show, my eyes start to water up. It's yeah. when I, I see his belief in others. He sees something in them. He feels it. They feel it. And he trusts and they trust that they can step further into their greatness, which I think is just one of the reasons I look forward to the show. You know, I guess it comes out every Wednesday. You know, my wife and I both, you know, it's Ted Lasso night. <laughs> it's Ted Lasso night. Yeah, it's, it's the same thing happens in our household as well. Number five on the list, courage is about being willing to try. Yeah, you know, we encourage people and create the space for experimentation and helping them find that courage. And I think courage and belief are really intertwined. And um, yeah, I actually think experimentation or action is applied faith. Mm-hmm. And that requires a level of courage of uh, because you're stepping into the unknown. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well, vulnerability isn't named on this list. So tied to action, perhaps, it is related to this next piece on the list where it's vulnerability is a strength, not a weakness. 
right? We so often think of number six on the list as vulnerability as a strength, not a weakness. We often think of vulnerability as showing too much or putting a kind of a weaker foot forward. Um, but five and six on this list are so related. It, it takes courage. It takes vulnerability to step into that unknown space you're talking about. We've had a lot of training that says don't show weakness, right? Yeah, right. A lot of training that causes us to armor up. And that's why we don't have as much authentic conversation as we could. And if you don't accurately identify the challenge, it's tough to move through it. And so vulnerability helps us with self-honesty. Absolutely. And it helps us actually create more connection as opposed to less connection. Absolutely. Seven almost seems self-evident. Tell the truth. But when I thought of the lesson just off of the list, you know, it's not just telling the truth to other people, but it's telling your truth and telling yourself the truth. And again, I think there's an element of self-honesty that's critical for effective leadership. So I love that. You know, telling the truth can be rooted in what are the facts it's often pitted against not lying or not being honest, but telling our truth, right? That's about our courage to be authentic. Mm -hmm. That's our authenticity. And I think the character of Ted Lasso is that. I think he's an authentic guy, whether he's corny or folksy or goofy, he's an authentic leader. Yeah, he doesn't seem to be worried about what people will think of his folksy metaphors and analogies. He yeah. just kind of puts them out there, you know, in a very authentic and vulnerable way. And again, I think that's the charm of his yeah, of yeah. character. And people, you know, who want to not like him eventually love him. Yeah, he wins people over, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which leads to number eight, you know, winning is an attitude. And I, and I think we believe that, right? We talk a lot about the mindsets of transformational leaders and you know they see possibility and they see growth and they're curious and they're responsible and i think that's really an, an attitude or a mindset it starts there right the ancestor to every action is a thought and so this belief goes it actually goes back to number one you know believe in yourself and that's the first step in winning and in the program he embodies this so well. They are not a winning team as far as stats in the game goes. They they seem to lose more than they win. But his attitude is not one of losing or acquiescing or giving up. Yeah, I think it goes to the growth mindset. You know, the was the Mandela phrase that I either win or learn. Yeah. And I think he's really focused on the learning that takes place around how they could play the game better, but the learning about themselves and the learning about the relationships they have with each other. I think there's a lot of the growth mindset in this, that there's learning and improving along the way. Absolutely. Number nine, I love, it's uh, optimists do more. And this one speaks so loudly to me when I'm, when I'm in a place where I'm like, oh, I'm not getting enough done. I recognize that's so much about my kind of outlook right? If I'm a little bit more optimistic, I'm not talking saccharine, rosy glass BS here. If I just like slant a little bit more optimistic, I start to get things done. My to-do list shrinks and my achievements go up. It keeps you in action. I think it feeds the attitude. 
I think it gives you the courage to keep moving forward. I was thinking about, you know, I had a Ted Lasso moment when I was coaching soccer. As a matter. Yeah. I had was coaching my daughter's soccer team and they were young kids, seven or eight years old. And we actually went undefeated. Mm. And about halfway through the year, there was a parent who was watching me, apparently a lot closer than I thought. And he came up to me and said, I don't understand how your team wins week after week. You don't seem to know anything about soccer. <laughs> How do you do it? And I, <laughs> and I, and I was uh, kind of so incredulous by the move. I said, well, you've been studying me so closely. How do you think I do it? Yeah, yeah there you go. And he, and he said a couple of things, which I think are embedded in these lessons. He said, one, you're very positive. You're very optimistic. Yeah. You believe in these kids. And two, you've got an assistant coach that seems to know what he's doing. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and I, 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 I took it as a compliment, by the way. I said, thank you. Although I, I'm not sure that's what he intended. But I think that leads to, if we're going to be an effective leader or coach, we have to stay teachable. Yeah. We have to be open to learning and experimenting with new ways of doing things. And uh, that's his number 10 on the list, stay teachable. Yeah, I think it's so important, right? Leaders are learners. However, we're learning, whether that's what we're reading formal leadership development, learning day in, day out with our teams through our experiences. Leaders stay teachable and Ted shares that. Number 11 is actually my very favorite on this list, Ralph. I wrote a blog around this one a while ago, actually when the show first came out. Uh, It's uh, be a goldfish. If you do something wrong, do not let it define you forget it like a goldfish within 10 seconds, right? They say that a goldfish's uh, memory is about 10 seconds. As soon as, you know, the goldfish turns around in the bowl, it forgot what happened on the way there. And I like that applied to where we might have done something wrong or, or failed or made, you know, an error. Like, don't let that beat you up. Don't ruminate in that space. Learn and move on. And I think we can even use that around the positive stuff because I think sometimes yeah. we too tightly identify in a very narrow way of who we are. And we're much more than that. We're continually growing and evolving. So I I like that be a goldfish, but almost for anything, the next moment is a completely new moment. And we don't have to be limited by who we think we are based on a past performance. Love that. And last, what's the last one on Ted Lasso's 12 leadership lessons. Happiness is a choice. Happiness is a choice. We see Ted as a character choose happiness time and again, even when he is struggling. This idea of not living our life at the effect of outside forces, while there are absolutely things that will affect us, and they should, it's not about being oblivious, we are able to choose happiness. We're always at choice and happiness is a choice. I think it's a great tagline for the proactive model. When Covey taught in the seven habits, habit one, between stimulus and response, humans have this freedom to choose. And it doesn't mean that the event was pleasant, but we can choose how we respond to the event. And if we come from a place of optimism, positivity, we're we're more likely to positively influence that unfortunate situation. And I think we're always at choice point. I like to think about conscious choices. And we want those choices to be informed by our purpose and our values. And so we can always choose. There's always a lesson embedded in 
whatever experience we have. And to our listeners, whether this is a conscious choice to listen to us or you're already in the habit, we hope you continue to listen to the Get Emergent podcast. Thank you for listening. And you can listen to a new podcast two times a month here at Get Emergent, where we bring you contemporary leadership topics and ideas balanced with what we hope you find to be best practices you can apply in your leadership. Thank you. Thank you.